How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So fiber is important because it's a satiety food, which basically means that it keeps you fuller for longer. So if you're eating high protein, protein is a satiety food too. So if you're eating high protein, high fiber, you're feeling more full, but you might be eating less food. So it can work well for people who maybe want to lose some body fat or they're watching their weight or whatever it is, filling your diet with a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables is going to play a big role in that. So because of that, it's going to result in you eating less high calorie foods, which in turn will be beneficial for, which I said, weight management and also blood sugar management. Okay. So if you're eating less high calorie kind of crappy foods, inevitably your blood sugar isn't going to see the same sort of negative effects mm. as it would if you're eating burgers and crisps and all that stuff each day. It's also good for your large intestine. So when fiber reaches our large intestine, it's broken down by millions and millions of little bacteria. When it's broken down, that produces short chain fatty acids from the fiber. So these acids that are basically a byproduct of the broken down fiber are a source of energy for the cells in our large intestine. So when we have more of the energy for the cells in our large intestine, that results in better, more efficient digestion. So you'd know about efficient digestion, Brent, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> I need a lot of fiber. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, and why we're talking about it in this episode, is fiber helps keep blood sugar levels in check. All right. How does it do that? So when fiber reaches our stomach, it dissolves and, well, essentially it dissolves or breaks down slightly into that kind of gel-like substance that I was talking about. So when we eat food and it goes into our stomach with that fiber, the fiber will become this sort of gel and it's almost as if it kind of wraps around the food that we eat. When that gets into our large intestine, where the food is released into our bloodstream, the fiber that is around the food basically takes longer to dissolve and break down, resulting in a delay or a slower rate of digestion of that glucose into our bloodstream. Okay. So it's like if you picture the food that you eat a big disgusting ball of chewed food that's <laughs> gone through your stomach <laughs> and is now in your large intestine, picture that as if fiber is wrapped around it like armor. Right. Right. So when, when that armor is kind of dissolving and breaking down in your large intestine, that food is then dissolved at a much slower mm. rate. That basically prevents rapid and unnecessary spikes in blood sugar. And is there a, a perfect amount of fiber we should be trying to get into our diet every day? There isn't a perfect amount, but they say that ideally men should get around 35 to 38 grams of fiber per day and women should get 20 to 25. That's what they say. It depends. Like I'd be eating a lot more than 38. I'd probably be eating closer to... 40, 50, because I eat so much fruit and vegetables. Mm. And that inevitably is going to play a big role in my blood sugar management. But there was actually a study was from the New England Journal of Medicine. They basically concluded that diabetics who eat 
larger amount of fibers each day have much more success in keeping blood sugar steady compared to diabetics who eat little to no fiber. Okay. So it does play a massive, massive part in help. It, it's almost like it helps naturally regulate blood sugar. Yeah. And you say you have over 40 grams of fiber per day. What are good sources of fiber, as in what are the ones would you eat? So as I said, I eat a lot of fruit and veg. I eat, I eat, yeah, I eat massive amounts of fruit. So fruit, vegetables, whole grain bread, pastas, oats is a really good one. There's a lot of fiber in oats. Like porridge oats. Porridge oats, yeah. I have porridge oats pretty much every morning with a couple of scoops of protein. So the two of them together are a good combination in the mornings too. Nuts, seeds. I eat a lot of almonds, a lot of walnuts, chia seeds, all that kind of thing. So they're good for it too. We were talking about its links to diabetes and how it helps keep the blood sugar levels in check and the armor. But how else is it good for diabetes? That is fiber, of course. Yeah, so it's very, fiber in itself is very, very good for diabetes. So people would often say to me, does fiber cancel out carbs? No, it doesn't cancel out carbs, but it reduces the effect that carbs have on your blood sugar. Okay. So it's it's reducing that, as I said, that kind of rapid spike and unnecessary spike in blood sugar. Well, unnecessary to an extent. So a lot of foods that we eat, they can kind of be monitored on the glycemic index. So the glycemic index is, and we've spoken about this before, Graham, haven't we? Just refresh the old memory there, Owen, please. (laughs) You aren't listening. You aren't listening. So glycemic index basically determines how fast a certain food will spike your blood sugar. And then glycemic load is the number that estimates how much food will raise a person's blood sugar level or how much that blood sugar will raise as a result of that food. So when it comes to carb counting, and this is a big one, yeah, you need to always incorporate fiber into carb counting. So I actually brought up a box of Weedabix to talk me through, to talk you through this yes. one, right? Show and tell. Oh, got crumbs all over my laptop now. So when obviously when you're diabetic, you need to carb count because you need to determine what your insulin to carb ratios are. You need to take enough insulin per carb while you eat. That's how we keep blood sugar steady. All right. So when you're looking at the back of a food label. Box. Yeah. Back of yeah. It, yeah. Packaging, packaging. Label. Packaging. packaging. Whatever. It's going to say carbs and it's going to say fiber. Right. So because fiber, as I said, doesn't add to our overall calorie intake and we, we essentially don't need insulin for fiber. It's the fiber that we need to take away from our carbohydrate. Right. So, for example, look at this. Weedabix, per serving, two biscuits, 26 gr- I love how it says per serving, two biscuits, and I'd have like 15. They always under, undercut it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. with Cocoa Pops. I see on the front of Cocoa Pops, they have like uh, 12 bowls. I go, I'll probably do it in three. 12 bowls? I'd mm. pour milk into the box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, so on, I want to do the maths here because I'm, I'm really interested in how you do the calculation okay. So per serving, two biscuits, carbohydrate, 26 grams, right? Fiber per serving, 3.8. So to work that out, you minus the 3.8 from the 26, and that's your net carbs. So that's the net carbs that you need to take insulin for. 22.2. Yeah. So based off someone's insulin to carb ratio, a good starting point is always one unit of insulin 
per 10 grams carbs. So for a lot of people, two units, and if you have a half unit pen, maybe 2.5 units would do you for that serving. Okay. A good analogy for carb counting and calculating net carbs is to look at it as if it's money, right? So if your gross carbs are the total carbs that you see on the back of a box, that's like gross profit. Gross profit minus expenses equals net profit. Net profit is what you take home, what you can go spend and piss away on the weekend, whatever you want to do, all right? Total carbs minus fiber equals net carbs. And oh. those net carbs are the carbs that you need to inject for. Right, gotcha. So, so in essence, it doesn't cancel out carbs, but you minus it from the carbs. That's what you do. Basically, yeah. Okay, perfect. And also the higher fiber content in the food that you're eating, it's very likely that that's going to play a role in the rate of digestion of the carbohydrate into your bloodstream and hopefully helping keep things more steady. Not seeing a massive spike, not seeing, you know, your blood sugar just skyrocketing after you eat it. It's more gradual. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.